Good morning, Murray Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the others since. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, it is a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Good afternoon, Radio I've been a citizen for six days now. Not a citizen, sorry, I've had permanent residence for six days. Even if you've only got 14 out of 25 in the Aussie test, I think it's pretty good. Hardy, I think think it's jumped the gun now. I wanted to extol the virtues of Aussieism to the the viewers and tell them what I got. Aussieism? Yes. Is that a proper word or not? Sounds fair to me. Sounds all right. Complete this sentence. Okay. Salada in the morning, salada in the evening, salada in the summer time. You can just not you can enjoy. Is it not at supper time? You can enjoy it any time. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> because there are three sizes to salada. Yeah. Oh, right, and that's an Aussie picky. There's little one, <laughs> bite size. Did he want? There's hearty size. Snack size. Or JP size. <laughs> JP size. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Man size. Man size. That's what I said. JP size. <laughs> right on. Uh, I just want to say in my defence that some of those questions in the how Aussie are you? Mm-hmm. You know, we're going back to even before when you were born, Hardy. And I mean, we're talking 20th, 19th century here. So, you know, they were a little bit unfair. And But what worried me, what really worried me is the questions that I got right were to do with the Aussie soaps. I mean, what's his name in, in, Alf. in Alf, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you that, got Alf right. I got Alf right, and that worried me, and I got... You I know, got, that was the only one I got wrong, because uh, well, I never used to watch that. That's well, the no. one you got wrong, that's the I, yeah, that's it. I, don't, I didn't know what he said. I don't watch him, but I got it right, and I was a little bit worried. Some of them I was pretty ashamed of that I got wrong, uh, especially the, the song about Duncan being your mate. I do apologise to Duncans everywhere. Um, <laughs> well, so I put Jennifer Hawkins. I think those guys would have been happy with Jennifer Hawkins. If you were going on holiday to this place, where else would you go? Wollongong, 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 and... Sydney. Dapto. There you go. Yes, but just there is a two-week cooling-off period on that residency on under Section 13B, Clause 4I. If you get less than 15 in the How Aussie Are You radio hotline Under 12, luckily, you're in. You're out. So that's it. Your last chance to kick me out, guys, and you've failed, so... Yeah, well, poor wife. <laughs> so, well, we I'm haven't like actually started yet, so there's no point in asking what everybody's having to drink. Well, that must mean it's episode 203 of Radio Hot Lap, that light-hearted and zany podcast that needs an, an English introduction. Good evening, viewers, from your Englishman, who is now proud to say he is an Aussie resident and has been for six whole days. There you go, look at there that. There you go. I what mean, an intro. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, uh, JP, I mean, how many years have you been in Oz? Uh, 30, I don't know, 1977, so what's that, 35? 35 years, and how long did it take you to sort of feel Aussie? Probably about three or four years, I guess. Okay, I think so I got nationalised like the railways in 1981 or 82. Sorry, that was 1881, did you say? No, 1981, oh, okay. Andrew. Right. And I got 
I've got my citizenship um, bit of uh, certificate and a free native tree. And I bet you got a signed poster photograph of Jason and Kylie. No. <laughs> Jason <laughs> well, and Kylie yeah. weren't even around then. I suppose they weren't, not in the yeah, ages, no, no. No. So, so there you go. You are again on and the I'll put the tree in my front yard, as it was then. Um, I think we'd been in the house maybe 18 months. New house, new area. And it went really good for about the first three years. And then the bloke next door adjacent to it decided he was going to uh, concrete his driveway. And he obviously looked at the uh, gum, which was by that time growing quite nicely. I think it was up to about four or five feet tall and went, I'm not having that thing next to my bloody driveway. And amazingly, about two or three months after the driveway was laid, it died. That's your Aussie green fingers, or That's your English green fingers. That's probably my English green fingers working quite on a gum little tree. were you to know that the man on the other side of the road was none other than Ross Palmer, <laughs> who would become the aficionado of Formula Green, and I'd get one check out of him before the demise of Procar. Mm. But, you know... That's the only bit of relevance to motorsport so far in the show, other than the arrival of Hino Chino, the Chino manager. Palumbo. manager. Hello, guys. Hello, manager. Hello. Mr. Manager. What's Hello, happening? Hello. Good to see you. Andrew. Mate. Good to see you, mate. Take a seat. Thirty. Take a sweaty seat. Hardy. What are you going to have to drink tonight, son? Um, I, I didn't bring any, any booze with me. That's all right. But the, uh, it can't be too well, much, Well, we're used mate, to that, Gino. It's OK. Because yeah. I'm going to be home at eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's under the pump. Yeah. So you better get Under the show done. The pump. And well, what are we having? So viewers, tonight? welcome to Radio Hollat, that zany podcast that takes a light-hearted look at motor racing, both national and international, cool emerging technologies, gadgets, and barbecues. Oh, and tonight, well, under the beam of in. a bright light, where were you, cheese, on the night of the 16th? Yeah, it's we. Daylight savings uh, finished, so uh, it's actually dark over here. Well, it's not dark yet, but, but it's, it's getting that way over here in South degrees. Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's still 30 degrees. Well, I think it's 27 at the moment. Oh. But, um, so it's very pleasant, but uh, we, we need a light on the table out the back of uh, World HQ so we can read our notes. Well, how good was that racing down in Tasmania on the weekend? I mean, it was, it was pretty fun, wasn't it? I mean, you... Mate, that was, that was, that was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. The um, um, I got a little bit excited. Did you? Uh, I, I, did you? I, well, I, I did. I did. I must admit, I, I got excited there because you know, my mate Taz. All right. You know, on Saturday's race, they just blew me away. The the I Select team, the Dumbrell team, just freaked me out. Yeah, so did a very up, good. Yeah, did a very good job. Just bringing there, up yeah. all my mates here, saying turn on the telly and you know have a look at there. Yeah, he's going. Isn't he going well? Yeah. I think he, he even got tagged as the Gary Rush of. <laughs> the Gary Rush of V8 supercar way took the 180 degree corner. I don't know what, what what corner is it there. That what turn is it? I don't know. The sharp one. The hairpin. <laughs> the hairpin. Tightest corner. Mm. Yeah, tightest corner. Yeah, he took it sideways. I thought it was pretty yeah. pretty Craig Lowndes. He kept Lounzo behind Lounzo. him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did for a little bit there. Yeah. I mean, like, Lounzo was on the on the limiter on the radio going, get him off the track. Yeah. <laughs> can't be. He was, was being asked about Lounzo. He was beeping his horn. He was going like protesting. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan was going, we've obviously sent the wrong chassis down to Dumbrell on the head That's right. <laughs> there must have been a mix-up yeah. overnight. <laughs> Yeah. Stay in your left lane. No doubt the bill will be turning up though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure it will. So yep. he, had a, he, he had a 
Yeah, rough trot, didn't he? That's like the, the, the busted boo, and he, he wasn't he wasn't real happy. He wasn't. Sounds like, no, he definitely wasn't happy. Well, there you go. Time to that he's, you know, I couldn't there. believe for the for the minimal amount of tagging, Touch. so to speak, how bad the damage was, but he must have just caught it on that wrong angle, yeah. and uh, away she went. Yeah, but they were putting it back but, on the, on the Davidson, weren't they? They were. Well, he did sort of get a little bit wide. Oh, no, I don't think but he I mean, did when you watched it the other angles and stuff. You, could, he just... you could say, or he could say in his defence, from the way I looked at it, well, yeah, I knew you were there and I knew you wanted to overtake and I thought you were going to go the crisscross on me. So I went wide to let you come up the inside and you didn't. No, I don't think he was going to let him you know, come up well, on the inside. But that's what he could say in his defence. Well, that's, that's, that's what I could say. That's what I could say. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. but it was just a it was just love tap. It was well, a love tap. A little bit of love, love tap, but the... there was no love going on. But it was just a just a you know That's a little right. tap. There. But um, yeah, um, yeah, pity. But good weekends racing. That's particularly. I mean, particularly. I I I should couch that. Was it? It was good racing both days. It was just nice to see FPV up there again on the Saturday, uh, and not Jamie. Um, but you know. The way it turned out Sunday, uh, he deserved to win, especially after his little uh, episode on the same hairpin when he lit him up and did the uh, 360. And you know, yep. that was a pretty mean bit of driving, there's no doubt about that. So, no, good weekend. It was a good weekend, but you know, before we go on to a little bit more about the weekend, because I think uh, you know, it's important for the viewers to feel relaxed with the cheese we're having here and the accompanying mm, wine. Good cheese, it, it is good cheese. Mm. Uh, you know what? I, I, oh, I know you know, I've had lunch today and had to get home for dinner, and I was like, you know, that's it, I'm stuffed. I'm not even going to have a peck. <laughs> Is that right? So I can't. So why are you going home? I'm pot. Jeez, that's a good looking logo. That's a great logo. I can't believe how good <laughs> that logo is. <laughs> it's a fantastic it's logo. Like, it's like the logo, is his logo is so absorbing, it's like the Colour Bond ad. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> so what you're trying to say is, when he gets up in the morning, he well, goes, I in, the, see him in, he goes in the walking robe, and he pulls the shirt out, and he just hangs the coat hanger on the doorknob and stares at it at the, at the logo before he yeah before he puts the shirt on. Yes, that's the way it works. <laughs> Very good. Now FWBM, what are we having to drink here tonight, mate? Uh, red wine, mate. I oh, know, but come on, assume you're the fine wine buying manager of the world. Oh, Just I can't pronounce change. that. You don't, sorry, it's on the Torsi Matthews. She's rock. Who? She's rock. Torsi. Torsi, yeah, I mean, from the Eden Valley, so, All right. you know, next door to the Barossa, but not quite the Barossa, big difference. Actually. She's rock. Yeah, she's that sounds like, that sounds like something that Dick Johnson would say. Shit rock! <laughs> no, it does rock, and it ain't shit, honestly, so, no, from the... Uh, Really good, just a different style, a very elegant sort of style, nice spicy, you know, blackberries and some nice white pepper. You know, I've noticed that both McLaren Vale and the Barossa now are following up with um, uh, alluding to the geography of the valley underneath the vineyards. Yeah, I mean, and so this schist is obviously what, a reference what, what to we, that. What we're talking about here, JP, is terrible. Give me the schist. That's the old... That's S C H I S T. Just yeah, so you know. Schist. We'll now, if you did geography at school... We'll just ignore these. Okay, <laughs> these right. And I'll talk to an intelligent person. Thank you, FWBN. Uh, we haven't got that. Geography. Where's, where's geography. What you're finding... Didn't do English. The, the French, French been are very big on this, this, this expression called terroir which, you know, is all about the earth, the soil, Mother Nature coming together as one, giving... 
characteristics to the wine. And what we're finding is a lot of Aussie winemakers are getting involved in that. And you know, they've, they've realized different soils are given different styles of wine, add different bits to the, to the wine. And they'll take a parcel from one vineyard and a parcel from another vineyard and you know, bring them together, get the best parcels, combine them together and uh, you know, to get a very, sort of very distinct wine. So they're still trying to get a, a certain style there, but they're looking Ooh. at what they're getting on a year to year basis. And, I, uh, I can see that uh, you know, th this is a very a nice one, but I, I think cool climate wines, uh, probably uh, more to my liking, and I, I would think Pinot's would be good around uh, the Simmons Plains area, specifically Simmons the end of the back straight, considering the soil was turned over regularly, I think, you know, you'd be able to get a couple of good vines in there. Uh, you could say, but it's interesting you say there, that, uh, Hardy, about, um, you know, you're finding your difference, you know, preferring lighter styles of wine. I think as you sort of reach a certain vintage, then talking age-wise, then your, your, your body... Are we talking Doesn't, about the wine here or is age? No, we're talking about age age here, oh, God. Know, but we're just finding that your body is not used to these big, full, alcoholic, robust reds. They want something a bit more elegant and, and structured and, you know, classy. Is that right? It doesn't apply to me then. It doesn't do with Radio Hotler. Yes, well, it isn't. So, you know, that's why you don't like them. Uh, <laughs> uh, Agnes, like them. Agnes, I do like more them. big reds, though, starting to disguise some of the high alcohol. Well, maybe that was maybe the situation, you know, three, four, five years ago, you know, they were trying to make these big, what we call Parker wines, Robert Parker. Oh, yeah, Parker an American yeah wine, but yeah, you, can, you can taste the alcohol. Well, you can do it, and that's you what can. I'm talking about the ones that, that's like, you know, I think Piombo's a really good example. <laughs> As you would. Where, where <laughs> the Piombo Shiraz, you know, really big wine there, you know, yeah, 15 yeah. and a half, 16% there. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think they've done a good job of disguising the alcohol there. Yeah, I think, I think the King Richie... <laughs> well, maybe you can test it out the way out tonight. Well, well, you know, I've tested out a few times. Just there, ask the cops I keep coming up with the same result there. <laughs> when they say blowing you know? this, say, oh, but I've only been on 16 and a half percent, but it's disguised. Yeah. I'm only going to blow 0.04. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think the thing we're looking for, you know, is balance, mate. Balance. Balance. So Very you know, alcohol, right, yeah. bomb, but it's got to be in balance yeah. with everything else in the wine. If you've got nothing like the this alcohol show. dominates the whole package, then you know, even even the likes of Hardy, who likes a couple of bottles a day, would struggle. Yeah. You know, struggle to get into the second bottle on the wine. No, no, four, aren't they? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not the bottle that you start off with, but the, um, uh, it'll be the bottle that you finish yeah, off yeah, with. Move over. over. But uh, you know, just 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 a word of a word of not warning viewers. Just I know we're coming up to Easter, and obviously after Christmas is a good time to stock up on the booze. But don't worry, you know. Uh, most shops are only open, only shut on the Good Friday, so they are open Saturday and Sunday, unlike the supermarket. So, don't feel as though you have to cram it all in on the Thursday. And more importantly, or rather, to back that up, since the Chinese don't celebrate Easter, everything's open <laughs> in Chinatown. All Chinese open <laughs> and free wine. So, I thought um, it would be a good idea to we talk to some people who'd been out down at uh, Simmons Plains, since so. uh, all we're doing is just making it all up, you know, and, you know, usually yeah. it's made up by folks or something, but he's getting his way, you know. Yeah, he's getting himself ready for the New York, York Motor Show that starts tomorrow. Is I'm going to leave the man-sized one for you, okay, JP? No worries, yeah, it starts tomorrow, <laughs> which will be tomorrow evening out fine. So, um, I thought yeah, we'd get Friday Lucas Dombrell on the phone, have a bit of a chat to him. What do you reckon? Yep. Well, let's give it a go. We um, uh, how does this work? Lots oh, of phone. That's right. So you go hello and press a button, and hopefully we'll get a touch of uh, Lucas, who's been making a, uh, some inroads, isn't it? Definitely some inroads. Hey, no good on you, that. Gino. Good on you, Gino, for sorting all that out. Mate. Yeah, you did oh, well, Gino. You're, you're worth you waiting, Carl. 
A couple quick emails. Wait, go. Oh. Who knows? I think he's going to ask. Hey, Lucas, it's John Hart. How you going, mate? Good, how you going? Good, JP's with us and Gino as well. Welcome to Radio Hot Lap. Yeah, welcome. Hey, uh, how you going? Yeah, hey, good. good. So, good weekend for you, mate. Yeah, it was a good weekend. I'm the did a great job on, uh, on Saturday and Sunday and then um, all the mechanics and everyone. I think the whole team just really kind of connected together and I think it was a sign of things to come, yeah. Fantastic. Now, did you get uh, an agreement in place with uh, Warner Brothers to get Taz on the roof of the car? Yeah, we got, um, uh, it was very late, it was only on Thursday, um, uh, yeah, just got a, got a bit of, um, uh, uh, yeah, a bit of agreement, we didn't want to obviously get, get in any, um, any, uh, copyright, uh, issues, but, um, no, yeah, so luckily they, um, they agreed, with the idea to put the on the roof, um, and so, uh, it kind of went along with the whole theme with the Tasmania and, you know, save the Tassie Devil, uh, uh, appeal and yeah, we just kind of fit it in, mate. That's that, that's good news. And you know, as they say, you know, like, like um, you, you only worry when they stop talking about you. So if you get in the press for all the wrong reasons, that's all good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, your sponsors would have been happy again, I guess, with the uh, with the performance on the weekend. Uh, how? Yeah, we have... Sorry. How's it going with Isolect? They're they happy chappies. Yeah, they are. Obviously, this is very new to them. You know, they haven't been involved in motorsport before, and they had a had a few guys down on the weekend, and they uh, you know got uh, got to you know uh, spend time in the pits and the endless and on the radio doing qualifying and all that kind of thing. So, I think you know they're extremely happy. It's, it's like I said, it's a new a new thing for them. But um, I think uh, combined with the, uh, the the coverage we got in the first two rounds, um, for, the, uh, for, for the reasons everyone knows about, um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think they you know they're relatively happy. I suppose. Uh, the weekend was really a standout weekend, but yeah, yeah, it was a standout weekend, and like you say, on top of uh, on top of the coverage they got, particularly um, in the pile up in Melbourne, uh, you know, I mean, at least your car was on top, uh, so uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> they would have got plenty of coverage out of that. So, is, is this like a twelve month deal with those guys, or have you? Have no, you... it's a two, two year deal. Oh, fantastic! So, um, it's good job. It's good job to have a bit of security and and you know know that we can um, you know keep working towards. Um, you know, a bigger and better program for next year. So, it's good. Like I said, they're great. You know, I think it's a great, uh, great sponsor to have on board. And um, and I think they're excited as well as I am about um, you know some of the activations we can do, and you know potentially about using the potential about using the car and um, some of the TV ads. And you know, there's a lot of things we can do. And um, yeah, it's just I think there's so many um, so many avenues we could investigate to to get some great coverage. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. And, mate, you're probably looking down the barrel, too, of the fact that you're going to grow the team and the team's going to mature as their sponsorship does. So I guess that's a nice sort of hand-in-hand growth for both you and them. So how did you and Taz get together, anyway? Oh, I've known Taz for a lot of years, um, just through kind of um, just racing and friends and racing. And then um, last year, he actually gave us a hand at the uh, council event um, doing pit stops because um, he's pretty handy on a on a rattle gun, and um, so then we kind of just got talking about, and um, and, and Taz obviously wanted to you know, eventually get to the main series as every young driver does want to, and um, and then we spoke about you know the, the right, I was putting the right program together, which he was interested in, and and, um, and I like you know, his attitude that he's willing to you know get his hands dirty and run his own show, and um, and and really he has a great understanding of how a car works and how it's put together. And, what what a change will do. Um, so yeah, that kind of you know all the all the reasons he, uh, you know I was attracted to him, and then um, yeah, so we managed to put together a, you know a good program, and you know here we are. Yeah, well, it's certainly uh, fantastic the way you've got there. Um, so when you say you like like you you sort of had that chat with Taz, and then you got together and you've picked him, 
Did you have any like main game front runners or, or you know main game exponents that you were looking at as well? Did like, yeah, yeah, like did he jump Jason over Bogart. a few people? Yeah, well, Jason Bogwana was in the picture for quite a while. Right. So it was like Michael Trevi, Jason Bogwana, oh, sorry, oh, Jason, sorry, um, Jack Perkins, Alex Davidson. There was a few players that uh, you know, quite a lot of main game experience, but I just wanted to start someone you know, relatively inexperienced, and so then I could um, get them into a TA car and just train them in the way uh, that uh, you know that the, the correct way of driving. You know, when they they they're now. Now has he's only driven two cars ever, his own car and his AAA car, so... So, that's, we, um, so you don't have to break any bad habits? Yeah, exactly right. You've got to know no bad habits in any other cars, I think. So, um, the, uh, you know, we're, I think we're definitely kicking goals, and it's only, we're only the third round in, and really the only... Really, actually, the only, we're only at the second race, because uh, it was, you know, the second race of the, uh, the AGP. So we're only really two rounds into his main series... Uh, uh, no, he's first year of injury, so I don't think he's doing too bad a job. No, so, no. so how do you how do you how do you go keeping um, uh, keeping Taz's hands off the tools now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he, he kind of I think he struggles with that a little bit. Sometimes he um, he just wants to you know wants to get involved, and I, I suppose I, I think he's probably said it. Um, he, he struggles to, to, to you know to realise now that he does have to pack the truck. And you know today the workshop today he was just printing some stickers out and doing some basic sticker stuff. So I think he's um. Just a matter of sorry, John. Is it just a matter of, of him getting confidence in, um, in in the team there, and then and how the car's set up there, and uh, in trusting trusting them that they're um, you know they're putting on the nuts the right way around. Yeah, I, I don't think he's got any um, any doubts in the, the, the ability or um, you know the uh, uh, the commitment you know the team has. I think more he's just he just wants he just more wants to be helpful and he wants to kind of get involved and, and get his hands dirty because he sees the guys you know working way and he feels kind of a bit. Like he's not doing anything, but um, I don't, I don't think he's got any um, any uh, any concerns about the uh, the ability of the, the the mechanics and that kind of thing because they're all all top notch guys. I think more than anything, he just wants to try and help. Yeah, I think that's a, a really great uh, way to go forward because um, a lot of guys who come to uh, uh, teams in whatever form of motorsport who have little uh, mechanical knowledge struggle to be able to relay the data back to the uh, data acquisition guy or the engineer in terms of providing setup information. So that's good and, you know, there's a balance there. He's, he's done everything. And, in fact, you know, the fact that he can abstract all the way down to building a car, you know, from the very, very basic uh, point of view, um, that's going to be really great for the team because it's, it's only going to be able to give better feedback. Yeah, I think probably you'll find too that he's, he's actually 
doing a lot better this year because he doesn't have all those other worries of, of bolting the car together, etc., etc. And he's able to concentrate on his driving, and that's you know that that's a bonus for all of you. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing like uh, with Taz this year, he just needs to needs to focus on his driving, and as much as he wants to help the guys that come in here, um, it's, it's just the main game is different. You know, and it's, uh, he's never been in it before, but uh, you know, like I said before, he needs to focus on his driving techniques, and um, and we the uh, we the hard stuff, the mechanics, and um, they're there to support him. But at the same time, you know, he gains he's, um, he gains a, a lot of respect with the mechanics. Um, you know, when he shows that you know, he's happy to help, them, you know, when they 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 feel uh, you know. More appreciated and they um, they don't think you know their drivers just um, um call it uh, superstar walking around with sunglasses or mate they understand <laughs> more than happy to help them more than happy to help them at any stage yeah. Oh, you, you you can't be serious that there are supercars running, super uh, superstars running around with sunglasses on on pit lane, can you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, there wouldn't, there wouldn't, be, even, there wouldn't even be any in the engineering crews. <laughs> 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 I mean, who but, gets sunglasses? But talking about the team, though, uh, Lucas, uh, you know, you, you had a sort of a, a fairly patchy first couple of seasons in the main game, well, since you've been in uh, running a team. Um this year, everything seems to have gelled perfectly for you. Um, not just Taz, but the whole team, the way the whole team's going. Has anything significant changed in that time? Or, or you just think that it's taken that first couple of seasons just to get everybody together and, and get going in the right direction? Um, I wouldn't say anything massively has changed. We've changed mechanics and everything like that. I've taken like a more hands-on role in running the show, um, you know, getting involved kind of operations day-to-day. Previously, I've been kind of dealing with all the sponsorship and all the marketing and um, activation stuff, but this year I've really taken a bit, you know, a bit more of a hands-on role. Oh, I don't know, I can't really probably, um, uh, I can't really put it down to any one point, but I would say that, um, like, uh, the mechanics, you know, I've got, I've got a, you know, two different mechanics in there. Yeah, just, I don't know, they're dedication, and they, at the end of the day, they're just hungry, they want, they want a result and they, um, yeah, they're willing to put in the hours and that kind of thing. I don't know. It's just, I wouldn't say, funny chance, you know, it's, um, everything's gelled perfectly. There's still so many things that I think you can improve on, and I think all the mechanics and um, all staff would agree. It's, um, it's, a, it's a funny thing, you know, I suppose Triple A, you know, when they, when they win that kind of thing, they probably get 99% of things correct, but they're still, um, you know, we're, we're still a little, uh, you know, a little way off, uh, you know, getting it all fought. And I think, I was probably a bit selfish to say, I think the boys did a great job on the weekend, but there's still so many things we probably could have done better. Lucas, you, you mentioned activation and, uh, and and working on the sponsorship and, and branding side of things. Where, where have, where's that skill set come from you? Is that an association with your brother and your family's business? Because you seem quite adept at that. Oh, so it's just, just all kind of, of course, uh, just, you know, self-taught or, you know, learned from my brother and my old man. Um, my father, Gary, he, uh, you know, ran a team in the late 90s, you know, he was very knowledgeable on the, uh, you know, had it, I was a happy, um, and so he kind of gave me a great hand, uh, helped me hand, you know, nice direction. And my brother being involved in the suits because for 10 years, you know, he's got more than uh, more than enough knowledge of what a sponsor, you know, wants to, uh, wants to achieve that as a uh, general sponsorship. So I suppose it's all just been, I've just learned to my brother and, uh, and my father as, as they're pretty, um, you know, pretty knowledgeable. Look, um, you know, from the outside looking in, people would sort of go, Okay, so I mean, not everyone's in the know on like you've got the new in Triple H chassis, and then you know Luffy's gone, and um, and Taz has turned up, and you know if, if people weren't able to put the equation together, they'd go, well, Luff was a dud, which he ain't, but nonetheless, you add add Luff with an older car, and then Taz with a new car, you you get a lot of you got a lot of delta there. So, 
you know, I mean, it, it probably was, uh, Luffy was probably good for you, you know, in the growing days, but I think, you know, they had a whole combination you've got there and then that tech transfer you're going to get out of Roland Inc., um, all good. Yeah, I suppose um, it's probably it's probably hard to kind of um, just uh, you know say that the car's done everything. I think it's more just a combination of, um, of you know meeting the right staff and, and and just you know getting everything in the right order and getting it all to kind of work correctly. That definitely the car's been a great help and um, and that kind of thing. I suppose like last year and the year before, you know, our car was probably you know it wasn't up to the main game. It probably you know probably wasn't up to running the main game in the top ten. Um, definitely still you know a good car. It's just the, the way the way they need to driven those walk to cars with quite a unique driving style and it didn't, you know, it doesn't, just doesn't work for everyone. So I suppose um, that was that, but I, you know, I decided in my, you know, I wanted to, you know, make, uh, you know, start up in a line to try it and, um, and we've done that and, you know, even in, you know, three short races, I'm, I'm you know, I'm extremely happy with their support and, uh, and yeah. That's good, mate. As long as you pay the bills, they'll be happy with you, I'm sure. <laughs> but right. what happened yeah, to, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, if, you know, Roland can be a bit tenacious, you know, I wouldn't want to be the financial controller up there. But what happened to the old car? Did it get uh, flicked down to Dunlop Series? No, no, it's actually still in the workshop. We'll stick it up in the, uh, the ice and cold as well, because we just um, used it for an appearance the other day, and funny enough, I said, oh, I stop practicing with it tonight. So um, it's still <laughs> sitting in the workshop, uh, yeah, not, not doing a whole lot at the moment, yeah. Yeah, right, hey, good, cool. So currently you're running, obviously, a one-car team. Um, is, is there a plan to uh, try and grow and, and get a, pick up another licence in the future and, and get to a two-car team? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm very keen to kind of expand and, and start doing a lot more things to have in house. And, and you know, with that, obviously, you need, to, you need enough work to sustain it. So a next, uh, you know, another licence, another wreck, is definitely something I'd like to pick up, you know, whether I buy or lease or what it might be. Um, I don't know, yeah, it's, it's very hard, you know, it's very, very expensive supporters, I think we all know, so I've just got to make sure, um, you know, I, I have a good sponsor, um, a good second sponsor for, say, a second license, um, before I start go committing, before I start go and um, uh, committing to, you know, to buying one, you've got to make sure, as well as, well, you know, purchasing, you've got to make sure you've got to have a, a good sponsor to uh, be able to run it, if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. Well, that's great. Um, in Giro's, I've noticed that you'd have been talking to... Um, Crusher Inc. and uh, blah blah blahing about what's going on there. Any thoughts? Or I mean, well, let's look at just on the internationals. Who you know, oh, you don't have to give everything away, but who do you like in the international marketplace? Oh no, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of X F1 guys. Um, like not not old X F1, like pretty recent. You know, last year and the year before, you know, for that. Um, all of those guys looking for you know drives. Uh, not only Gold Coast events, but actually the uh, the stand down and. It's a bit. It's a bit awkward though, because like if you if you give them an enduro gig for the two races, then they sort of they can't do the, the Gold Coast event. Although yeah. that 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 rule was relaxed in the in the um, in the um, in, in the light of the uh, unfortunate death of Dan Weldon. Mm. Um, but you know, it's it's a toughie, isn't it? I, I, you know, when, well let's move on to when you go to the Gold Coast race. I was pretty pretty amazed about how well some of those guys actually acquitted themselves, especially when they're driving around 
driving around a place which is it's pretty easy to break a car, they actually did all right, considering these are not the easiest cars to drive. Yeah, there's a lot of guys, you know, did a fantastic job adapting to uh, adapting to the uh, to, to the cars. I suppose, like you know, even like um, Helio Casanovas and um, you know, Fashion Bourdais, you know, they did a great job. You know, their their, their racing experience is you know, 99% being all open wheel. Um, I think that did a fantastic job. Um, I don't know, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, I suppose during the day, it's, uh, you know, we, we're not we're not going to go and uh, put, you know, um, junior guys in, you know, these these guys all need to be, you know, experienced um, and have a bit of a name to them, so I suppose 100% agree with you, I think they, you know, guys that, that only get to do one test day, which is the week of uh, Gold Coast, I think they'll do extremely well, but at the same time, I think some of them, you know, um, probably uh, probably a little bit you know, over their, over their head and, um, and make them feel in the space. But definitely, uh, some of them have really, you know, uh, you know stood out and just showing how good a driver they are, you know, not in only um, whatever they drive predominantly, but, you know, they can jump in anything, e.g., you know, they'd be a supercar. Yeah, look, and, and you know, you, you, you get someone new that's never driven a supercar and you take them to Queensland Raceway, which is like the world's ugliest race circuit, you know, full of bumps, <laughs> and then they go, oh, Jesus, this is what it's all like? You know, it's just it's just awful. And then they go to a, a standout event like uh, like the, the Gold Coast 600, so it's shocking shoes. Yeah, exactly right. Like I said, you know, they're all, they're all incredibly driving, and, and some of them, you know, uh, just show, you know, the sense, you know, how big a talent they are. Well, good, mate. Well, look, um, thanks for the chat. Well, when yeah. I come over to, JP and I come over to Melbourne, we might uh, come down and do a bit of a gig with you at the workshop with folks, if that's good. Yeah, mate, that would not be from the all. OK, Fantastic. great. And, uh, mate, anything else you want to just have a blah, blah, blah and tell us about... Oh, actually, I do need to... I need to ask you so a little bit of tech stuff because, you know, we do, we do tech we do stuff tech, here now. Yeah. Mate, what sort, what sort of phone are you using? Uh, it's just a, uh, an iPhone, Apple iPhone. Oh, good. Well, that's, that's OK, good. right. OK, so... And, and from a, a desktop <laughs> computer, have you got an iMac or you're still stuck yeah, on... Yeah, just, just got an iMac at work and then I'm um, coming up a, uh, like a, a MacBook Air as a... Uh, oh, fantastic. Mate, well, you're scoring you're, you're, points. You're, 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 like, you're, yeah, that's right. You're saying all the right He's a white man. You never had a Nokia? Yeah, I did. I had a Nokia for a while. I reckon 10 years ago and then I went to a BlackBerry and now... Oh mate, you're gold. I just like it. It. Do you know that? Um, did a little, little bit of a like a survey to find out that just um, through some people in the US that one third of children or kids in in high school have have got an iPhone. Thirty four percent, in fact, have got them, and forty percent of the others said they're going to buy one in the next six months. So that just about means that like. Oh, Facebook's screwed. <laughs> we won't be able to get any data up there. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, the iPhones are definitely the way of the future. Um, the, uh, what's called the uh, Blackberry, you know, it was definitely um, doing its thing for a while there, but I think the iPhones have now overtaken it. Now, you, have, you had a, have you had a play around with the V8 Supercar iPhone app? Yeah, I do. And can you believe it? It's, um, it's $15.99 uh, or something, and I, I, I refuse to pay it because my opinion is I'm... I'm at all the events anyway, so why should I pay to work? Yeah, cool. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, but, but forgetting about... And they're a bandwidth issue. I mean, it, 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 it is, it is so. an issue, isn't it? Like, you know, and suddenly, you know, yeah, look, you, can't, you can't get a decent signal out of the big pond truck, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> but fifteen ninety nine, I think, yeah, $9.99, whatever. But, well, you know, to go to the masses... But at fifteen ninety nine, there, surely, surely Lucas would get a, uh, a royalty 
out of that there, wouldn't he? Because no, actually, I, I don't know. Oh, it would go into the whole, uh, you know, basic uh, revenue, in, uh, you know, pool. It's, um, I, suppose, I think the way they work it out, it's 15 races at, uh, at 1599, so it's, you know, about 59 per, uh, per race. I, don't know, um, I think it's great. I, I, I used it over the weekend, and I was shopping with my wife, and the, um, you know, all the attendants go, what are you doing? I think, I'm just watching my mate go around there, and he's, oh, he, he jumped two spots. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, wonder what the hell I was doing. Yeah, it's great for a thing. Like, even I my old man, he uses it. He's got his own diet. He uses it because he, um, he only comes to comes to a few races per year. And I think it's definitely a great thing for him to use. But like, like I said, I'm, I'm at the mall anyway. But I could, uh, I guess I could turn 99 look at my phone or I could just look at the screen in front of me. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. But, but you, what did you think of the usability of the app? Did, I, when I, I looked at it, I thought, you know, the 3D stuff, it's a sort of interesting, but it's a bit, it was a bit nervous. To use from a touch perspective. Yeah, I think for, for for you know for a first um, first attempt, I think that's a pretty good job. You know, I like all the features. You know, it's got the calendar, it's got the teams to drive. It, it, I think it, it's done a reasonable job for you know first. So um, yeah, the, the map and the the, the the car tracker, you know, it's a great idea. I think it you know it probably needs to be displayed in a different format. But I think for a first go, I can't I can't really solve them. You know, I mean, I'm not. Oh, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, criticise them because I'm not saying I could do anything better. But um. I think, you know, I think as, as a first go, uh, I think they'll definitely improve it, you know, when they update it. I'm sure the AFL app's been out for a while, and I know that's changed a, changed a few more times. So I think, um, yeah, I, for a first go, I don't think we can solve them. So I'm thinking that this is what could probably happen from here is rather than the teams having to develop their own app is that they could create an in-app purchase within the V8 Supercar application to activate another level of, of, of information depth within a team, and you could pay $1.99 for that. That'd be great. I over to yeah. see you sometime in the future and we'll probably talk a bit of shit on that subject so the, you, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Twitter and the um, uh, you know obviously I've been following following Taz and I, I follow Taz there through his website and some of the he's been tweeting a lot more than than he has in the past but I've noticed there that the um, his followers there have probably increased by about 400 uh, since he joined up uh, uh, with you guys the um, uh, is that something that the um, um, you, you guys have, have have promoted like him, him, you know, keeping up the tweet and telling guys it's like when they visit the website to see what he's up to and what's going on yeah, in the pits I, there when he's. I suppose, yeah, like we, you know, we try and promote um, the team, you know, team I collect and looks to my motorsport myself and has as much as we can. And I think uh, it's probably that's the sign of uh, the fact, you know, he, he didn't do much tweeting last year because he's probably working in car time, but now, yeah, um, yeah, now, now that he's printing and going for a few runs and that kind of thing and doing some autograph sessions. She's got a lot more time to do that kind of stuff and as, uh, as trivial as it may kind of seem and actually is quite quite important to, you know, his profile. I, I would you know, I'm not surprised his, uh, his, uh, his followers have increased, you know, probably, probably 50% or 100% um, on what he's had. It's just, uh, it's just all due to kind of, um, 
Yeah, it's right. the fact he's in the, he's in the main series, and he, you know he's done a great job. Of, I bet you, you know, if you get onto his, uh, the the pro, you know, the profile that's from the weekend, um, he, he's the. Uh, his, uh, his information. Absolutely. Lucas, yeah, exactly right. Lucas, thanks, buddy, for making time to being on uh, yeah, episode two hundred and three of Radio Hot Lap, and um, we'll um, we'll speak to you soon. But uh, do, do yourself a favour, jump off uh, from here from the phone, get onto the Radio Hot Lap website, and and have a go at the at the How Australian Am I uh, quiz because uh, JP, who uh, <laughs> oh, who I am actually quoted as saying has no love of the old country, got 24 out of 25, and I only got 18, so I look like a bit of a goose. See how you go. go. <laughs> you have another go. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. you know, you've got to have a go. All right, yeah, mate. Anyway. not a problem at all. All right, be in oh, touch Lucas. soon. Lucas, thanks very much, mate. Thanks for your time. Yeah. No see you, guys. Ciao, thanks mate. Thanks for your time, guys, and I'll speak to you later. Lovely. Cheers, Cheers mate. See you. Over so to you, JP. We're carrying on now. We, we need to get back into rallying. Uh, Linda would be happy about it. Well, about we don't because, uh, have Linda as, on the show anymore. Not that we don't like Linda. No, absolutely Which not. means it's but, time for a biscuit. Well, it is. Can you make a bit more noise? You need to <laughs> be legacy. talking while you're eating. Or eating while you're talking. Oh, but no, back into the rallying, because when we did that show from um, Jarvis Subaru uh, a few weeks back... Cost me 15 Yep, and uh, got Brendan Rees' helmet. Well, I thought the viewers should know that uh, Brendan actually had a fantastic weekend in the uh, World Rally Championship last weekend at Rally Portugal. Uh, he got second place out of the academy entries. Um, so he had a, a, a brilliant weekend. The, the, uh, the Port Rally Portugal started on Thursday uh, in Lisbon. Um, and uh, Thursday evening, uh, they won the special stage, which was fantastic. Uh, super special stage in Lisbon. And uh, then they went on to the following day on Thursday and uh, had a great uh, great day there too, holding down second place at the overnight halt. And uh, apparently on Thursday night, there was rain, rain and more rain, which caused absolute chaos on Friday. Um, Brendan managed to keep a cool head though and uh, maintained his second position. Friday's afternoon. I can understand stages. why he actually kept a cool head. It's because he didn't have a helmet on because he's given it to us. <laughs> and uh, Gino is having a bit of a look at it. It's not a bike. That's a full carbon fibre helmet. I was like going to say. It is. Yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, WRC Academy competitors, of which Brendan obviously is one, were required only to complete the three morning stages on Saturday. And uh, so he started the final day 59.4 seconds adrift and uh, he got two great stage times on the two first stages of the day, um, including a stage win on special stage 12. Put it on, Knuckles. And uh, it 
got him reducing the gap to 39.8 seconds, where he just basically um, focused on the podium finish and uh, set another uh, impressive stage time and uh, got uh, second place overall, which was absolutely fantastic result. So, uh, <laughs> Come in, viewers. Hold on. Oh, hey, sorry, this... viewers. Gino's uh, trying the helmet on. Has he got blue teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's got everything. It's fully iCloud integration. So, congratulations to uh, Brendan and Rihanna for uh, such a fantastic result. And while we're on rallying, of course, we couldn't ignore the fact that uh, the uh, Australian Rally Championship went to Perth on the weekend uh, at Busselton, not Brasselton. Um, and uh, our old mate uh, Dan. Dan Day, <laughs> sorry viewers, I'm looking at Gino with his helmet on, <laughs> and uh, he had a, a, a fantastic round, winning in fact the um, uh, the hey, rally. Hey, wankers! Look. What? Oh, hello, Hardy's taking pictures. <laughs> the rallyschool.com.au That's the one. Champions with, <laughs> or championship, I should say. Um, Dan Day was uh, fighting with um, Dylan King in a Ford Escort and he man managed to take out the win, which was brilliant, and fifth overall so uh, in the four-wheel drive section. So uh, a brilliant result for those guys and uh, certainly things are looking good for the future of that. Um, I understand that uh, Dan Day and uh, Steve Glennie will now contest the yeah, final device, at the Coffs Coast Forest Rally in October. There was also another good result in there too because our old mate um, Mr Monkhouse managed to get himself up to second and there's some interesting names here that we know well here, Hardy. There's a certain bloke here called um, apart from Musket, um, oh, Musket, Dale. Musket and Monk, Monkhouse. Dale, Dale Musket, yep. And, um, Been on one of their shows. Naomi Tillett, yep. who was in with uh, Breensma. Um, we also had where is it? Hello. Here we go. Come on, hurry up, will you? Oh, don't be so nasty. You're horrible, you are. Muriel. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Bernie We've got Webb. stuff to do. Bernie Webb was third. Oh, Bernie, good old Bernie. Yep, drive championship, right, yep. Co-driving with Michael Patton in a, sub, in a WRX STI. Oh. So there you go. So that's all the rally news. Good. I'm glad. That's the end of that. Oh, we've got a QR code in the bottom of that. You know, we did some QR codes. Yeah, QR codes. We need the QR game, codes they're they're on the radio hotline. No, we don't. Yeah, we uh, do. Why? Because we don't. Get no. people to the website. Perhaps. But how does that work? That's, that's an, uh, something for that time. What time is it? But that's a, a question for? <laughs> it's a cute... It's a, it's a tech time am question. I, tech time! Am I too early? You'd rattle all the bottles. Am I, no, am no, I too early? Tech time, right? Where, where's the damn thing? Just Here it is. Put Gino out of I'll put it right to the bottom. Come on, hurry up. I've lost it now. You shuffled so disorganised, as usual. Oh, look, it was there a second ago. Well, what are you doing here? <laughs> he it all up. He has. He's stuck the whole lot, honestly. <laughs> I don't be throwing it all on the floor, you... That's it. There it is. Right there, page two. <laughs> right. Okay, see? Look, see that? You get ching Ka-ching. Right? It'll scan it and then take you to the website. What are you... No, it won't, because you pressed it. Pre you printed it out all wrong, JP. You managed to. You're the only person who managed to wreck up a QR code. Hey, no, hold on, it's coming. 
There you go. See? Oh, look at that. Australian Rally Championship. Look at that. So there you go. QR code does work. Can, can I, I have my anyway, bits of paper I, back? No. Can I do that? Uh, yeah, no, it's all finished. Is there it's anything else? It's all finished. Well, well, it's time for the move on. We'll move on then. To, uh, is there something very important? No, go on. Because I've got... get in the sulks. Well, we, we've got to wrap it up. People don't want to be hanging around. Can, you know, can I do that with like my fish and chips in a um, newspaper? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and that is exactly why, um, as I mentioned before, that uh, you know one third of the US school, yes. high school students, yeah. are moving, or have, uh, iPhones. But further studies have revealed, and I did a bit of research on this today, because, yes, viewers, it's... Clunk, 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 ching, 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 dong, 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 dong. Tech time. Without folks, which is great. Um, yeah, because he stuffs it up. That <laughs> most of it is actually attributable to the fact that they are buying uh, 3GS phones. Um, because now they're either free or 49 bucks um, in the hand. So they're 3GS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought we turned the laugh track off. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay, but then moving away from that to tablets also, it's found that 34% of students owned a tablet, and I know you're, you're waving your hand at me because you're going to say, um, your, your wife is going, where's all that information? We'll get back to that yeah. later. <laughs> Stop it. I have to send you, you a just large bill. Me. I have to send you a large bill for that. But anyway, 34% uh, of students also own a tablet. Interestingly, there's a breakdown of it. 70% of tablet owners, iPad, 19% Android, which are like Samsung Galaxy tabs, and 11%, which I thought was quite interesting, Kindle. For, yes, what is it? Well, I just heard, heard, I just heard, press the buzzer. You just no, heard. I just heard, last night on, on Late Night or Late Line or something like that there, yep. that the, uh, they're talking to this um, uh, share broker, finance guy, they're talking about the shares uh, yes. of Apple. Yes, yep. uh, in fact, you're, you're jumping the mark oh. because we're going to get onto that a little bit later. That And, and when I bring that up, you're it. Well, because then yeah, we're talking about I know, I know. Gene Munster from Michael like. Jeffrey. Yes, we'll, we'll talk about me. Good right, analysts. Did you see that? Yeah, no, no, I know. In fact, I, I, I put a bye, 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 see you later, Gino rating on it. <laughs> I've got some more in, interesting news on that. Too. But hang on. But, oh, he's, he's overrating. He's, he's overrating. Listen, do you know anybody Listen, who else who can buy us to corporate boxes at Clipsal? No, I don't. Right, well, you know, he's more important. Right, no. Far more. So, so, I, I, but I don't invite you. I know. Well, we just, we just <laughs> but, rock up. No, no. Yeah. But I just tolerate. We just, I just rock up, drink your beer, and piss off. I'm just going to talk to security. <laughs> no, they love us. They've got dog stickers. Yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, we, we, we swindled them with dog stickers. And then in fact, I've got a video to show you because at the end, the lady's going, and I handed over the whole stash of dog stickers. Which she distributed to her dog-friendly friends. The 30 of the students, 53% of them also, of the iPad owners, own an iPhone. So the uh, Kindle Fire, 11%. Yeah, blah blah blah. Um, interesting trends, and it's important to note what's happened since November 11 and and and, and right now um, that Android. You know, everyone's going ah. <laughs> Android's Apple does a lot of marketing, but it's very niche because it's only on the Apple platform. And because of the fragmentation of the Android platform through its different operating systems and supplying operating systems to all these different manufacturers, you don't really get a complete snapshot of what the 
Android marketplace is doing across all these different devices. But it actually it beats Apple in a massive way, 46.9% from November up to 50.1, um, as opposed to 28.7 to 30.2 for Apple. Now, um, the fact is that the, the Google Android platform moved up 3.2% uh, versus 1.5 for Apple. Um, BlackBerry fell 3.2% down to a miserable 13.4%. But, but you know, people go, oh, it's dead. But 13.4% of the world smartphone market is still a lot more mm. than the salada biscuits left on this plate. <laughs> and yep. uh, miserable soft down to 3.9%, but they weren't going oh, anyway. Yeah, and Symbian. Interesting, Symbian OS, which powered the old mm. Sony Ericsson, remember that P800 I had, mm. I loved it, the first touchscreen thing years ago, in fact 10 yes, years I ago, that. That it's still at 1.5% with, with no change, which means that any Symbian customers are, still are, are not considered they're customers. They're still using the old phones. They're not considered customers, so they're buying <laughs> Is that Symbian? No, that's a, look, what is that? No, that's Nokia or whatever it is. No, that's it. Uh, that is a Symbian phone. It is a Symbian. Yeah, yeah, it is a Symbian phone. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Oh, yeah, but, 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 but on the other yeah. hand, with only 1.5% of, the, fi 1 1 of oh. the world market, you could be seen as elitist. You could be seen as the only person driving a DeLorean without cocaine in the glove box. <laughs> I'm not switching. What? No. I'm not switching. You're not switching. You're not switching. No, I'm not switching. switching. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Nokia to, to do well, a deal with Android. While we're talking... Hang on, JP. Oh, do I, have I haven't finished... But just quickly, on, on, the, on, on from a hardware perspective, okay, so we're talking about smartphones and their operating system adoption, but hardware perspective, okay, top of the list, Samsung, then LG, Apple, Motorola, HTC, and uh, pretty much uh, Samsung, 25.6%, LG, 20.5%, Apple, 11.2%. Um, so, like, when yeah. you put it really in perspective, it's, it's only 10% of huge. the marketplace. But it's just, mm. you're just bombarded with, with marketing from Apple that says, hey... This is, this is what it is. But then look, Google's not going... Oh, sorry, Android's... Well, Android's not marketed as a brand, is it? It's, it's an operating system made free, open source, from or licensed out in certain cases to many, many hardware manufacturers. So, there you go. And on that note, today, or yesterday, I believe, the DSD... Now, come on, ask me who the DSD is. The DSD? It sounds like an authority. The Defence Signals Directorate. Ooh, they are. And they've certified Apple's iOS finally for use by the federal government and federal government security. They're, they are actually basically the federal government security evaluation agency. And at last, they've approved Apple's devices, iPad and iPhone, for use by people in the government up to a particular uh, level of information. So it says um, DSD has certified Apple devices to communicate and store classified information up to the protected level. So not the real super duper stuff, but but nevertheless, they've brought out a, um, a PDF that you can download from their website, which is a security hardening guide. So if you run a business and you've got people using iPads and iPhones, you can actually pick this security hardening guide up from the website and it'll tell you how to make everything more secure. But the biggest thing about that is finally they've done it. It's available now. A lot of politicians and government servants apparently are currently carrying two phones. They're carrying a BlackBerry for work 
and an iPhone for their personal use. So now they can consolidate everything onto the one platform and, and just that use. should then be a gradual change where there is more take-up of iPads, iPhones, etc., etc., by government people. So they can use the government, the government phone for their personal use as well. To get back to the Android scenario, DSD have said basically that the Android platform has not yet even been submitted for DSD evaluation and therefore they will, well, you would presume it's going to be a long time before the Android platform is used for Australian government business. So there you go. That's because I can't make a decision about anything. <laughs> but, you know, that, that just it makes me realise how damn good that uh, uh, LDM uh, iSelect car is going to look with an iCloud logo on the side. <laughs> I think you better deep, dig deep into your pockets. Mm, very. <laughs> Funnier things have happened. Now, while we're still on tech, what? I've just got one last thing I need to talk about. Well, I've got more, more tech. Well, but, you, but we need go more, you go more tech. No, no, it, it's share time. With it's share. It's your, it's radio no, hot lap now. On. Breaks out into share trading, oh. or as we would say, well, slight insider trading. Well, no, no. Come it on. was it was the um, um, you know, some finance guru there talking about um, uh, Apple shares being at six hundred. There was talk about them going to a thousand and. Um, and this guy was saying, definitely not. And it was the same guy that said they wouldn't go past 300. And then they went to six. Right. He was saying, definitely not there because basically the, the iPad was 95% of the market. And the iPad 3 that's come out there, um, there's not enough people buying because they've already got the iPad 2. And their uh, market has shrunk because uh, the Galaxy... That's good basis information, but completely inaccurate from the people who are providing it. So, Gene, there's Mark, late, there's Gene, late line, yeah, Gene, Mark, but, but everything you see on late line is true, yeah, right. So, the, yeah. the, the from the analyst, Gene Munster from Piper Jaffrey, has uh, said, Look, I feel that the within 12 months, the share price will jump to $910, probably going on to. $1,000 and with 930 million shares uh, on the open market um, effectively that's starting to push towards a market cap of $1 trillion which will be uh, higher than Microsoft, the largest cap ever of $820 million. Now that is if other people had said that I'd have gone near whatever um, but at 604 bucks today that's pretty good thinking because they've risen 200 bucks in the last 75 days, and whilst we can't go into the confidential timelines, which Apple, of course, don't provide us, that's right. But nonetheless, um, collectively, <laughs> 50 plus years of experience with what goes on in that marketplace between JP and myself, we have a a, a bit of a a, a, a hand on the on the. Uh, we, you can you can feel when you're getting warmer and colder, and yes, strategically little software updates and little things that start to be um, embedded in the code base before it's released to the, the public and developers show that 
they will be on track and the television market will be definitely addressed, especially with a large reinvestment and re-signing of Sharp Corporation to provide LCD panels alongside Samsung and Foxconn uh, on high precision, uh, hiring another huge amount of people to ramp up that more. division. Foxconn painting more. Well, you know, he, he went in and said that the, um, you know, <coughs> Apple, uh, you know, has had to lower their price and introduce more technology into their uh, iPad 3 there, but not getting paid for it because they have to uh, compete within the marketplace and they don't have the new iPad. The new, new iPad. Yeah, not iPad 3. Yeah. And when you say that, you have to... And the lines you lining have to up You can't say the new iPad, you have to say the, the new, new iPad. iPad. Now, practice. The together. Okay. The, the new, new iPad. That's right. Okay, that's, that's it. Right. That's because when you have the, the airport, iPad. and they say you've got an iPad, and you can say, I've got a new iPad. That's, that's it. it. Good, right. Yeah, because it only works on the new and because, iPad. And then, yeah, you know, a little bit of a... Wink, wink. Yeah, that's right, because no, you've no, got to know that you... The thing is, my iPad, can you just explain to me... What, 4G. What, what happened with that 4G? Uh, now, I'm okay. glad you brought that up because uh, very interesting. it's exactly what uh, I was I was going to go on to because I've been doing a little bit of bit of research about that as well and talking to a few people. And in fact, rather frustratingly, but um, here's the state of the union, the onion, the nation when it comes to the iPad and LTE. So in Australia, uh, there is only one. Uh, uh, LTE network, which is not actually considered a full 4G network. A 4G network is considered a 4G network considered if they implement LTE with the promise of going to 4G. So it's like LTE plus. So the only way they're allowed to call it 4G from a world um, a communication standard is saying we'll let you call, brand it 4G if you promise that you're going to your infrastructure is going to be LTE plus down the track. In Australia, it runs at 1800 megahertz. That's the frequency that does not cut it with the iPad here in Australia. But that's okay. So I'm not, not going to get into the, the bitching and moaning that people have been doing about you know bashing Apple about that because the, Apple quite rightly so. said quite rightly said, hey, this device is capable of taking, of, of, of delivering stunning performances on 4G networks around the world. They didn't say it was capable of doing it in Australia. And on the basis that most of these devices move with the person, well, what's the problem? And, and in any case, if you're getting a really good 3G performance on 3G or HSPDA, what's, what's the problem? You know, I haven't rushed out and bought a My new iPad. Because... I don't need the resolution of it, nor the performance of it, other than you know, picking off the Wi-Fi from here. And in fact, I don't even have an iPad with a SIM in it that's active. What is it? You, you just buzzer. Said, you, sorry. You said Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi here. Uh, here. No, no, because no, there was a thing on Wi-Fi the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, no. CSIRO, it, they own it, the patents. We'll get onto that if you want. Is it, 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 it one of the two I was going to say it's another show, isn't it? You're digging all the bells tonight. No, okay. You're digging all the bells. Okay, so here you go. I feel like I'm giving some input. When I put my hands on, come on, you need to come with it. The new iPad is running at 700 or 2100 megahertz frequencies. Optus is the only company in Australia doing trials in all frequency ranges, including the 1800 megahertz range. Theoretical downloads, 100 megabits. Although... That's actually not correct. The true theoretical download of a 
LTE plus. A true 4G network is 10x that, so they're sort of you know, they're tossing around. Telstra says, um, Telstra says, look, we're going to give you 20 to 40 um, download, which is, I suppose, yeah. mm. geez, for the first time ever, someone actually said like theoreticals aren't real. Um, but only three devices in Australia can take advantage of the 4G network. Two by Samsung, the Samsung S2 Galaxy 4G phone, uh, the Samsung Tab 8.9 4G tablet, and the HTC, HTC Velocity 4G smartphone. So there's only one tablet that can really take content down, and that's the Samsung device. So I w did a little bit of um, looking around and going, I came up with a coverage map here, and this coverage map just shows Adelaide. Now, um, the dark blue areas, as you can it's see, this same. shows <laughs> 4G. Well, the reason why you're getting it out there is because there's nothing to barricade sure. the... Um, uh, the, the signal the going out, going which, which also might make you sort of so look if you're at, out look, on look, a boat fishing, you're, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's where you get your best mm. signal. But if you notice down the coast here, like basically you're getting patchy coverage around Old Fast Bay. But why is that? It's because of the building density. So no one in that area is any good. So look, if you had a nice jetty, mm -hmm. you know, you could you like could have if you, were, you, if you had a jetty out there, you could. So that's the your new 4G restaurant. <laughs> 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 right, but isn't that interesting? So what I did is I thought, like, this is a bit erroneous. I thought I'd ring Telstra because it said at the bottom, um, if you're unsure about this, why don't you ring, uh, or having a, a vision-impaired uh, scenario, why don't you ring 125-111 and uh, we'll, we'll help you through it. So I did. Well, I, 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 if your patient's impaired... Don't do that as well. <laughs> an hour later, but um, uh, well, an hour later. Well, okay. Well, so just when they, you got to talk to someone. Now I got a call. I got the call in, and after ten minutes, I got staff who had no idea. And I said, "Look, um, I'm trying to get uh, a map in my mind, and I'm not a visual map. If you're just because I just bring up the Telstra website. No, look, you're looking at the same data I am. If mm. we're just doing a Google map rendition or whatever map rendition, I then it's not really helpful. I'd like to know longitude and latitudinal information about where the hell your towers are. Because as you pulled out from this map, it shows that the towers are here and um, at Murray Bridge. And, right. and, and basically, you so could you travel to Melbourne yeah. mobile and stop. If you need to do some big data transfers, you could sort of do that. And, and, and get and away you with it. work out that if you were close to a tower, that'd be a good place to stop. Well, the, 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 the very kind lady um, who was um, uh, having difficulty passing the am I, uh, how Aussie are you test, would um, <laughs> said to me that I can tell you that the, uh, the, the, the good connection points, he said, you have very good connection at the airport. I said, well, which airport? She goes, all the airports. And I said, am I at an airport? She goes, you're at the airport. I said, but which airport am I at? <laughs> and she goes, well, it doesn't really matter because we cover all the airports. Right. And I went, would you like to put that down in writing? Because mm. I could be at the back of Burke. You could. For the Birdsville races. Or you could be. A it. temporary airport. Anyway, at the that point, she got, bit, she got a little bit, a little bit snartly, a little snappy with me and said, realised that she sort of said, look, I can't provide that information. Do you reckon you could put me on to someone else? That, that might be able to give me a little bit more technical you know, insight. Technical, quite so, JP. So I was then transferred off to someone who I um, who then said, look, hey, can I help you? And I went, well, do you not know what the previous claim was about? Oh, can, can I help you? I have your phone number. Can I do a <laughs> What the fuck? 
Lucky, what are you on about? I don't want to do a security check with you. I just want you to give me the information about that. Immediately straight off. Right, and I didn't say any of those expletives, but she was uh, hard work. And then onto the next person, who was in the Philippines, who was actually very, very good. Um, and I said, look, no, uh, no disrespect intended, but if you're in the Philippines, you, you probably don't have a, a, a mental general understanding about how Australia's laid out and I, could you transfer me to someone in Australia? And she said, I fully understand, and transferred me. And I found this great guy in sales who was absolutely on to it. In where? In, in Australia. Oh. Have you got his number? Did you get his direct number? Uh, onto it, and he's got the full stuff, got me the PR, so that we're a media outlet, da, 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 got all the information, ready to go. And he came back and he said, look, I'll just put you on hold. Yep, yep, yep. And he came back and said, mate, I've got all the information, all the latitudes and longitudes of all the tower locations and our implementation rollout for you, and I'd like to go... Call ended. Call I dropped out. Failed. <laughs> or did he push the button? No, that's Optus. <laughs> Optus. <laughs> and I thought the funny thing well, was you. that the other they three from an Optus phone. Or the other three. All the other three people could yeah. tell me my phone number without me asking them. And yeah. the one guy I got to that knew anything didn't have it and didn't ring back. Oh, it was. Oh. Rather disappointed. But bastard. So there's a lesson there, viewers. If you get someone who knows what they're talking about in Telstra, get their name. ask them for their name and their local number. I was I was really quite... <laughs> after, after 40 minutes, I was really quite um, peeved. But I was just... Hey. What, was, what was most hey, disappointing is I found someone who was... Well, basically, at the end of the day, there you can go on a boat there and you'll get 4G. <laughs> no. No. Uh, well, that map... Um, it's a good name for a boat, isn't it? 4G. But 4G. when you... Yeah, because you know you can get it out there. When you're fishing. 4G signal. That's it. Gone fishing, 4G. But it didn't... It was one of those days, boys. I tell you, it was one of those days. Because then I went back to the computer and I got an email, which sort of... It had come through from Apple, but it was... It looked a bit... Something a little bit odd. It was saying, look, if you spend $9, we'll give you $100. Oh, I got that. Did you? Yeah, it's well, spam. Yeah, it is spam, but yeah. what do I do? You won't click on the link. I'll copy no, and paste click it and put it into yeah, something right. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found it, da, 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 and boy, they've managed to copy the Apple website pretty damn well. Mm. Um, and it was a total... And total, all they want yeah, is your nine bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, not, OK, scan. you got it. Yeah. So what I did is I went 133622. Yep. Apple, press nine. Press nine, viewers, if you mm. want to speak to someone. Otherwise, you're going through automated systems, and then you get to Apple reception. One three three six two two, press nine. And you can I speak to someone in public relations, please? Oh, what's it about? Public relations. Oh, could you give me a bit of a brief on it? No. Right, put you through. And I got through to a very, very lovely girl by the name of, of, of Jessie. Hi, you've called Jessie. Um, I'm out of the office right now. In fact, overseas, but I'll be back on the nineteenth of March. Oh. <laughs> so it's not out of date then or anything. And uh, there was no option to go back, so I rang, I rang again. Yeah. No option to go back, so I rang again. So got another lady, so blah, blah, blah. So she, she had a bit of a ch- chuckle. And, um, a bit of a chuckle, and she would. And she did. And um, She's sacked when she gets back. I don't know, probably not. <laughs> Unaccountable. Jessie, you're They're using a Blackberry. <laughs> so I rang back, and then I said, look, and she goes, actually, she is in the office. Let me just find her. I'll put you straight through to her. And put me straight back to a voicemail. Oh. Went, again, <laughs> third time in, and I went look twice. 
Jesse. And I'm starting to get a little bit testy. I'm a media outlet. Like, I hate it when you say that. Mm. I go, yeah, it's a bit like the phase going, do you know who I am? That's right. Phase. I'm a Nissan test pilot. He's just testing. When they're paying. Anyway, so I've, and then I've got put through to, to someone said, no, look, I've got John Sims or something here. And I, I got put me through to John, Sim, John Sims and did and, and uh, went voicemail. Oh, and no. I thought, all right, I'll leave a message with John Sims. And I said, look, uh, hi, John, third time, tried to get through, look, media outlet, radio, like that, blah, 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 blah. Uh, maybe you could uh, give me a call back on this number. And, um, you know, uh, I tried twice to be in touch with other people, but Jesse James. Who is, Jesse uh, James? Jesse Isn't J- she a porn Jesse, star? Jesse James. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's why she's not in the office. Obviously. He hasn't gone back from Hollywood. Oh, you would have... <laughs> She's out of the country. <laughs> but uh, wasn't able to take the call. Um, but I thought, you know, I thought, you know, oh, John, obviously she's not an advocate of neither iCloud nor iCal. That's right. So, um, which got me to thinking that on the basis that Siri can hear what you say, mm-hmm. why couldn't Siri determine that her message is out of date and change it accordingly, alerting her to the words that 19th of March is neat earlier than current date change now revert. <laughs> I mean, truly, what, what, why wouldn't they have done that? And, of course, he didn't ring back. So I got on to Ogilvy, May, the Ogilvy PR, who didn't oh. get back. Oh, and yeah. that's the end of the story today, but let me tell you. There it's will ongoing. Be. Episode it's 204, ongoing we'll be getting a result, mm. and uh, we could be getting on some gigs. Yeah. You'll be getting some gigs. Yeah, because I got that spam about three days ago. But which, but the point exactly is, the same well, which one did, of which I, one I of you out out will be allowed out oh, if okay. we get free trips to to America? Which one of you will you be allowed? Oh, out? Yeah, yeah. Out. yeah. And what about if yeah, your yeah, missus yeah. has got to? Yeah. Oh, it's eight o'clock. You got to go. It's eight o'clock. I've got to go. Yeah, go. Yeah, and that means we've got to roll the show. One last thing. Can I do one last thing? Gino can go if he wants to. No, I just need to acknowledge that a certain gentleman died the other day the other day, at the end of uh, March, uh, and his name was John F. Crossfield, and he, he was, was responsible for the Shockey Diet. No, he was responsible for the first electronic colour scanner in the world. Oh, really? No, that's yep. William Shockey. Which is huge, Shockey if you've ever been involved in the printing industry, and if you look at what we've got now, where we do everything on a laptop or a desktop or whatever, back in the day... Anybody who could actually put a transparency on a uh, on a drum and spin it up and uh, get a four-colour set of scans was an absolute genius, and this man was a genius. So I just want to acknowledge the fact that he's passed away and what a brilliant, brilliant man he was. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, been a foundation for so many things in our life. And the fact Anybody that uh, heard everything that we're printing out here... Crossfield pagination systems will know exactly who I'm talking about. Well, as folks would say, you've just missed, if you haven't been already listening to Episode 204 of Radio Hot Lap and Geno. actually. 204 is next week, I said 203. You did not. Did he say 204? Oh, no, I think so. Rewind, viewers. Well, anyway. Anyway. Thanks for coming just along, missed. Gino. Yeah, cheers. JP, Gino. for putting Thanks, all guys. that uh, stuff, both here for, um, and for, for Lucas Dumbrell um, yeah, from brilliant. Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport. Um, the man behind the invisible V8 supercar driver. Neither Taz, I can. None, none of us can get a hold of him. That's right. Taz, if you're listening, next one, two, 
four, don't, five. Don't make me ring your yeah, dad. Six, seven. Yeah, yeah, otherwise, we're going to ring Stewie. Stewie. And you know what Stewie will say? Then it'll hit the fan. Oh, I don't know what's going on with all that stuff. I'm just the FOC. Oh, there he is. He's on the Good night, Nils. Good night, Nils. Good night. Okay, he's enjoyed his wheels and snap off. No, he's still in eight.